festive. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hello, this is Minute 48 of As If. The podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute, and I am Corinne McLean, your host. With me today is Megan Tripp. Hello. And Keith Allison. Hey there. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, Minute 48 of Clueless. Um, so today's minute, we start with, uh, we're, we're in the restaurant with, a, it looks like a California pizza kitchen to me, although is it actually a California pizza kitchen? I have no idea. In a very sort of ADD conversation that Cher, Dion, and Ty are having, which swiftly moves into Ty banging her head on the table, um, <laughs> transitions into Cher's wonderful traitor to her generation speech, and finishes on Christian magically appearing in the doorway. Um, and that's where our minute ends. So This definitely feels like a bit of a transitional minute, I guess, uh, because we're going from Ty despairing over... Elton Noah officially not having interest in her to Cher's eventual meeting of Christian. But all that way, we get we get the wonder of all the young dudes carrying us over with this <laughs> glorious shot of a bunch of people with low-hanging pants and, and skateboards and backwards caps keeping us along. So uh, I think that's probably my big thing, just the central... the central little power walk between all these wonderful representations of male 90s teenage dumb uh, with their... <laughs> baggy pants and backward caps and tie-dye shirts <laughs> well i actually uh like when ty bangs her head on the table there are some moments that feel yeah. really big but uh i think this is one of like the biggest responses <laughs> to anything uh especially since it's in response to the song rolling with the homies <laughs> i think there's yeah, something really great so about <laughs> how big her response is it even it's takes also, them by surprise, I think. Yeah, like, they back up and are like, whoa, whoa, like, hold on, hold on. Like, stop, stop it. Uh, <laughs> it there's something really true about it to, like, like, you remember being a teenager, almost, if you watch this as an adult and, like, being like, oh, yeah, like, you could turn on a dime like that from talking about how, like, boys are cute and, like, and the waiter's cute to, oh, my God. Everything is ruined forever <laughs> because this song came on. Yeah. Um, and just yeah. like carrying on like that in public, like as an adult, that just seems so embarrassing. But when you're a teenager, you're like, I don't care if everyone pays attention to me all the time. <laughs> like, no, this is like, I have experienced heartbreak and therefore the entire world needs to understand how important my heartbreak is. Like, exactly. Yeah, your sense of expression uh, feels very heightened there <laughs> just mm -hmm. trying to let it out this very raw sensation of grief and betrayal <laughs> and just and maybe embarrassment or just deep saddening <laughs> yeah. it just where comes you have to bang your head against the table <laughs> right there next to the pizza crust <laughs> it's really kind of delightfully broad isn't it like just in contrast like just the way their conversation had been going in the previous minute just like oh it's okay ty don't worry about it don't cry and it's like wham <laughs> 
It's like, oh, wow, <laughs> this became a different different scene. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Like, chill. <laughs> yeah, because like, that was one of the things when I really went to rewatch this minute. Like, I specifically paused it on that scene because I just wanted to keep track of, like, what everyone was holding, what everyone was wearing. Like, like oh, you're wearing this peace protest sign. Like, oh, you're wearing this sign about reparations or something hidden behind the skateboard. Uh, oh, this person's, like, walking with their hat and their giant brick phone uh next to them and all these and like four out of the six of them have their hats on backwards specifically uh it just feels very very tailored <laughs> to Cher's really just disappointment with the with her contemporaries it's almost like like okay if you're if you were dressing up for a 90s party yep. nowadays you would dress up like those kids but this movie was made in the 90s <laughs> So you're saying it's a good representation then <laughs> of the of the high high points of fashion. It's like that from minute one when she says that thing about the Noxima commercial, and it's like yeah, of course. It's it's definitely this moment more than any other moment where it's like no, let me talk to you about something that I think about all the time: fashion of yeah. the boys. It's just not good enough. <laughs> and it's also like it's so leaning really really leaning into like the charm that is Alicia Silverstone and like her valley girl delivery. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be somewhat charmed by her for the delivery of that voiceover to work and to carry that whole little like no now you're going to be paying attention to this. I know you were feeling sympathetic with this girl who was just like you're feeling slightly sympathetic, slightly embarrassed for that girl. But no, now you're going to pay attention to what I say you're paying attention for because I need to go and have my crush. <laughs> yeah, it's important that like she has that pivot moment because that's part of the mm -hmm. reason she is so attracted to Christian is he's such a dapper Dan, you know, he wears exactly. clothes that aren't completely enormous. <laughs> Although very pleated. <laughs> yes, they're very pleated. He's a little Chandler from Friends, like Chandler from Friends first season. I feel like Chandler has like bit bigger shirts, like kind of button up shirts in the first season. Yeah. Friends. Um, yeah, no, we need to. Yeah. So we need to deal with Christian, like some in this minute, at least a little like because we don't get any we don't get any of him talking in this minute. Um, nobody says anything, but we need to at least deal with him visually yes. in this minute because we do get the very first impression of him. Um, and we are, it is our solemn duty to to deal with his entrance into the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's been this mystery character up until this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, he very yeah. much gets to lay on a bit of the smolder in the last few seconds of this minute. Like not much, not much vocally, but definitely there's a lot of like, oh, look at this guy! Like, look at this little 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 presence that's sort of like illuminating our entire world right now. Like, there's definitely like a sense of a yeah. a new precipice in being set for for Cher's social engagements for the rest of the film yep like like oh gosh imagine like how, how much classier everything in high school just got <laughs> <laughs> like all of the social engagements will now involve cocktail parties or mocktails at least yeah or it's like, or it's like somebody who like can finally like keep up with share or kind of match her in the sense of like sort of uh presenting oneself like whereas like the, i think the whole point of like share's monologue is or a little voiceover yeah, in the minute is definitely like, uh, like, oh, look at these people. They don't care or like they just they're really sloppy about how the world sees them or they just seem very lazy in their fashion in that regard in contrast with Christian. And certainly as like, someone who, who you definitely get the impression it is matching share for effort. 
Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Immediately, both in terms of like, because Cher's whole point is like to make an entrance. Like, like the way Cher walks into school every morning is making an entrance. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's right, just right. got his jackets thrown over his shoulder at this point, I guess. <laughs> Which, who does that? It's such a like <laughs> J. Crew model move. Who do- like, it's so. O- have you ever tried to walk around like that? It's so awkward. I kind of have, yeah. <laughs> like, actually, it is pretty awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly it's the sort of thing that like a photographer will tell you to do and you're like my arm hurt <laughs> yeah it looks like he saw it in a movie once and decided that's gonna be my look i'm gonna have exactly a jacket thrown over my shoulder that's gonna be my signature move <laughs> if you want to keep the preppy look up he could have like just tied both uh both arms around his uh his shoulders or something and just worn it like go for the no but it's very deliberately like not going full-on preppy no no true Uh, like it's very southern california movie star cool yeah he wants to be like james dean he doesn't want to like yeah that's like not jason priestley (laughs) as he says later in the film (laughs) so one thing i will ask you is when did you first see this movie i saw this movie for the first time this year actually uh yeah yeah, it was not it was uh and it wasn't even necessarily having to do with the podcast specifically because i think i signed up a little bit while afterwards it was just more uh earlier this year i kind of just made a list of like a bunch of films that i hadn't seen that i thought were worthy of a adding to the queue of must-see blind spots and happened to be the clueless i was like oh yeah that's one i should really catch up with and uh one of my roommates like a couple months ago was just like Hey, I finally saw this movie Clueless that I thought really reflected SoCal culture really well. Uh, would you? <laughs> would you like to? I'm trying That's to get amazing. everyone. I'm trying to get everyone I can to see it with me. Do you want to see it? And I was like, Yeah, sure. So <laughs> That's amazing. So, it makes like, it sound like he just discovered it. Like I just discovered this DVD from 1995. <laughs> like, oh my well, god, how old are you? It's, like it's weird because uh, the way he talked about it. Um, previous to this, it made it seem like I'd assume that like, oh, so you've you living in California for so long, you've seen this since you were a kid. Like this has been around for a while. I was like, no, I just saw it for the first time like last year. I knew about it, but I saw it for the first time last year, and I was like, oh, well, all right, <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's sit down, have a guy's night watching Clueless, and it's it was hysterical. fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Like it's um, not like a cult movie. It's a popular movie. Like, everybody knows Clueless. Everybody, like... We all do have... (laughs) That's amazing. We do do all have blind spots, and I should maybe point out that I'm 22. So, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been one that was just outside that parents didn't buy... Now I need to ask... I have a younger brother who's 22, and I need to ask and and see if he's seen seen Clueless. I I don't know. I need to, I need to find out. (laughs) I saw this like four years ago, I think. Um, it was on Netflix and me and my friends were just um, going through Netflix and she was like, oh, Clueless is a fun movie. Maybe we should watch that. And I was like, oh, I've never seen it. And she was like, how have you never seen Clueless? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I just haven't seen it. But like in terms of like stuff from the 90s, it was either like if it was the really early 90s, it was stuff that my sisters liked uh because they're older than me so whatever they watched was like what i watched to try to be cool like my older sisters and then or it was like specifically geared towards children <laughs> so there was just like 
there is a lot of, um, I guess, a cultural blind spot in terms of like 80s and 90s movies. So a lot of my friends <laughs> yep. like in college were like, how have you not seen any of these 80s movies or 90s movies? And I was like, I don't know. They weren't specifically for kids, so I didn't see them. <laughs> so but yeah, I was actually surprised at how much I liked it um, just because I thought they seem like super annoying characters. <laughs> Um, yeah, like these are the characters in every other teen movie who you hate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was surprised at like how charming they actually are. <laughs> I just just want to point out because I think people might call us on if we forget the closing line, which is uh, <laughs> "Searching for a boy in high school is as useless as searching for meaning in a Polly Shore movie," which is a pretty fun line that I think uh, <laughs> should just throw it out there. <laughs> Like, searching for a boy up to about age 25. No offense, <laughs> Keith. Sorry. Nope, no worries here. <laughs> like, I remember hitting about age 25 and being like, nope, nope. <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually had a Wikipedia who who that was. Oh, really? Because hearing that line. Are <laughs> sure? Right? Oh, God. I've not seen any movies, I, and I and yes. I, I know who Polly Shore is. <laughs> wow! I, so, I will admit, um, yeah, I've never seen uh, I've never seen a Polly Shore movie either. I just mainly knew him. Uh, I've never seen a Polly Shore movie from when I was a kid. I, <laughs> I feel watch, like uh, you guys are really music. emphatic about that. <laughs> oh, well, what was that? Probably. You guys seem just really emphatic to clear the fact that you have never seen Polly Shore movies. <laughs> No, no, don't worry, don't worry. It's like you better not. I've never had lice. Don't check my accounts for rentals of Biodome or Jury Duty. My account is clean. (laughs) (laughs) I did find out though that I I did know Polly Shore from one thing I'd seen as a kid, and that's that he played one of the best friends in the Goofy movies. In the Goofy movie, Um, he plays like the. The oh guy. yeah, the guy who does yeah. like the, the cheesy exactly, thing. Exactly, the cheesy tower of Pisa or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Was this a live action movie? No, it's uh, it's animated. No, uh, no, a Goofy movie. Yeah, based it's on a, like kind of like um, a live a theat- theatrical version of like Goof, a, Goof Troop, essentially, where Max grows up and goes to like uh, goes through high school and college, and uh, Polly Shore ends up voicing one of his eventual best friends in two of oh. the films. So, so when I saw okay. that, I was and like, like oh, literally, the Leaning Tower of Chiza is the only line I remember from this movie, and apparently, it's voiced by Polly exactly. <laughs> Just I'm on Twitter sporadically uh, at mst3kfan123. Very basic. I was like very very young when I started Twitter, but yeah, that's me. If you uh, ever want to check me out as well, uh, I'm also on on Letterbox as well. You can probably search my name, Keith Allison, and you should find me there as well. Posting film reviews and ratings and whatnot. Um, I have a podcast called Not Another Bad Movie Podcast, where we talk about cable television movies. So you can follow the show at NABM Podcast. And we don't have a regular schedule yet, but hopefully in the future we will. Right now we're just kind of sporadically putting out stuff. <laughs> sporadically, one of Ty's new good words. <laughs> oh, Yes. I have a podcast uh, called The Accidental Cinephile that I am still trying to turn into a regular thing. Um, You can follow it at Accidental Pod. It's also on iTunes um, and SoundCloud, uh, where, because I have seen like six movies, uh, 
people, mostly my boyfriend, make me watch all of the movies that I really should have seen. Um, our first episode was Return of the Living Dead 3. That's at Accidental Pod on uh, Twitter. Um, and you can find the Accidental Cinephile on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Yeah, and do check out the whole family of a talking cast, uh, as if, and what's the other one? Cast Next Door. Um, the Cast Next Door Thank You podcast uh, done by this same, many of the same people who have been on the As If podcast. Um, like, so <laughs> that's our episode for today. We will be back tomorrow with thanks very much, Thank you for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted, executive produced and hosted by Corey McLean with my guests, Keith Allison and Megan Trent. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.